Listener Production. This podcast is being recorded on Gadigal land. We pay our respects to the traditional custodians of this country and elders past, present. We extend our respect to any First Nations, Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander people joining us today. Hey everyone, so we recorded this episode that is going to be about vaping, obviously anti-vaping because I don't vape and I also want people to be encouraged to quit vaping. But when we recorded it, there wasn't this new legislation coming into effect. Oscar has the intel, um, crossing live to Oscar uh, in Melbourne. Thank you, Abby. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, Abby. Yes, um, I can update hey, great, you. Danya. The importation of disposable vapes is illegal Jan 1st. From March 1st, it includes stopping the personal importation of vapes, banning all non-therapeutic vapes, and tougher compliance laws for manufacturers and importers of prescription vapes. So okay. they're stamping down. So it's not a ban on vaping. It's just the import, uh, like the restrictions on importing, right? Yes, less about the individual, more about those who bring in the vapes. Right. Okay. Thank you, Oscar. Um, now back, back to, to you, the news. Sorry, back um, to you. There was recently a wild bear on the lo- Just a fucking random story. Um, <laughs> yeah, the positive yeah, one. Yeah, positive the one. A greyhound has celebrated his 17th birthday. <laughs> like, <laughs> fuck. Um, climate protesters. There's like headlines, just bullshit. Um, <laughs> yes, that's the update, everyone. Thank you so much to our legal correspondent, um, Oscar. <laughs> but enjoy the episode, guys. It's actually interesting. And also, if you are a vapor and your instinct is to turn it off, just give it a listen. Sorry, I thought you were just having a draw of vape just then, Oscar. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <sighs> enjoy. Hello, everyone. I'm so excited for this episode because it's something that I'm very passionate about and it may come as a surprise because I don't really talk about it that much because honestly, you're doing it to yourselves. But um, I'm here <laughs> with the amazing Claire Wakefield from Mindaroo and we're going to talk about how fucked, well, I'm, in my words, how fucked, maybe in Claire's words, unhealthy, vaping is um, for you. Um, hello, Claire. Thanks for joining us. Hi, Abby. Thanks for having me. Oh, now, listen, I... Ha- like I, I never really talk about how much I hate vaping. Like I really hate vaping on a personal level, on an ick level. I think it's embarrassing. I think it's bad for you. I think everyone's delulu about how bad it is for you. And I think someone <laughs> that should be ashamed of themselves is Oscar. Because Oscar, <laughs> Oscar, Oscar is the today. only one in the team who vapes. The rest of us oh, have sense. You've seen the light. Yeah. Well, I never need to, uh, to be fair, to be fair. I never smoked really because yeah. I would get tummy aches from the tobacco. Okay. So, like, I never had the issue of trying to that, get off yeah. cigarettes to go into vaping. But also I'm still better than everyone, including Oscar and anyone <laughs> listening that smokes cigarettes <laughs> and or vapes. So I love that kind of confidence. I'm best better than everyone. Yeah, but, I am. Yeah. Because my tummy aches. But I feel like you've just done my job for me anyway. Like, mm. I don't know if I need to say anything right now because you've you, just done the job. I think you might because everyone <laughs> listening will be like, well, look, I understand that it's an addiction. I under, I understand it's an addiction and I'm going to start off by saying that. So everything I say here forward is kind of for comedic relief but also get a nicotine patch. Anyway, um, 
also get hypnotized or something. I don't know. Like I really hate vaping and there's so many reasons why. But there's currently um, the Uncloud campaign yes. from Mindaroo. So can you give us a rundown and we're going to go into all the reasons why I hate vaping and you can back me up with facts. And that's, okay. That's okay. Perfect. No, Perfect. I can just send it to all my friends at vape. So what is the Uncloud campaign? So the Uncloud campaign is a bit different to other campaigns about vaping. So, I mean, we did a bunch of research first to identify there are some issues with vaping in young people. So mm-hmm. we're like, okay, there's definitely an issue here, but what are we going to do about it? Mm. And I'm a researcher in my um, my whole life. I've been a researcher, but I'm not one of those researchers who just like describes a problem, publishes a paper and then moves on. Like I want to do something practical. Yeah. Uh, and so Uncloud is a campaign for young people by young people. And so mm. at the heart of it, we have 11 young people. Actually, I brought you their photos, which I can show you, oh. um, who tell their stories. And they're a mix of vapors, ex-vapors and non-vapors. Mm. And they tell their real stories about vaping. Because what we found was that most young people, if you ask them, they do know that it, like vapes contain nicotine. They mm. know that they're addictive. They know that they have chemicals in them. But just knowledge enough is often not enough for someone. Mm. Like they need the truth. Like they need the authenticity, the true story and an open kind of conversation. Oh, I was thinking shame. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was thinking shame based. But yeah, I guess an open conversation also. Open work. conversation, loving and supportive oh, is probably right. my kind of uh, jam. But yeah, sorry, I mean, I Oscar. understand the shame as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, because, you, you, like, I just think about when I first started vaping, it just goes with, like, you've had a few drinks, someone's got one, you try it, you're like, wow. And then, obviously, it's so it, it is addictive. And then the next thing, I'm buying one. And then if I'm working from home, I'm having it a lot more. And then you just go, oh, I know it's bad, but I, there's just so many myths about how bad it actually is. So I'm keen to learn about exactly what, what the stats say and, and what your research is you know, is about. Well, on that yeah, note, cool. obviously I have vaped. You're not going to sit here and say I haven't ever vaped. Oh. <laughs> like twice in free, my this life. This is a safe space. We twice can all be honest. And I went, I'd rather have a Zappo because I, I was like, <laughs> so I want a sweet also got like a mango flavour, yeah. Yeah, I'd rather have a Zappo. But did you become addicted, A, Oscar, a, you can be our case study, unfortunately. Yeah. Did you smoke before <laughs> you were vaping? I did smoke for ages ago, so I, mm. but I hadn't been smoking anything at all. Mm. So I just, it just, I wasn't I, like, I was up. like, I was over cigarettes. I didn't, I, I realized how disgusting they were. Didn't smoke anything. And then it just sort of crept in a little bit. I had one puff mm-hmm. and then I found that like, mm. I'd wake up the next morning and I'd, I'd inadvertently stolen someone's vape. <gasps> Oh my god! It became a crim when you had a vape. Oh my god! A poster child. Oh my god! This is what happens, kids. Yes. If you vape, you become a criminal. Yeah. Like, <laughs> no, but so, okay. but were you instantly? Do you think it was because of your history of smoking that you then Maybe. kind of mm. got back into a habit of of vaping, or do you think it was the vaping solely that made you straight away? Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's definitely addictive because I kept going back to it, but mm. I also didn't mind the flavor. I was like, oh, this is actually good flavor. And that's what's so bad. It's like, yeah, that's a the dangerous component of it. Yeah. yeah. Hubba yeah, bubba. Absolutely. Well, yeah. what, what does a research show about people well, going from smoking to vaping? So Oscar's story is perfect. Example, we hear hundreds and hundreds of those. So you're like a model case <laughs> well for done, me. Thank Oscar. you very much. <laughs> so we have lots of young people who say, I just started doing it socially, like at a party, it smells good. It's not disgusting, like cigarettes. Mm. It's fine. It's just kind of like, you know, air that mm. tastes nice. But it's weird how quickly it turns into addiction. So mm. our research showed that 
now four in 10 vapors feel addicted. Mm. Um, and it kind of, it's insidious. Like it creeps off on you. You're like, yeah, I've got this under control. And then before you know it, you are waking up in the morning thinking, where's my vape? Um, mm. And we have like young, one of our young people in Uncloud who said, you know, when he wakes up, if he can't find it, he'll like flip his room looking for it. Like yeah. the anxiety of trying to find it is that great. And, and there's kids going to school, they're trying to concentrate on maths and they're going through withdrawal symptoms at the same time. Like it was hard enough concentrating in class. And then if you're like, I need to get to the bathrooms to vape at the same time, it's just sad. Well, it comes kids. to a point of addiction, I think as well, people forget. When yeah. it comes to people, like people having addictions to things, yeah. I think it's to a point from what I've heard and also what I've experienced in other kinds of addictions that aren't substance-based that I've had, like sex and love addiction, which is also a whole different thing. Or like when, even when you're in like an abusive relationship, it also can feel like a chemical addiction. But what my friends and I have spoken about in regards to that, it doesn't turn into like, a, I really want this quote unquote good feeling of the nicotine. It actually yeah. turns into avoiding the bad feeling of the yep. withdrawals. Totally. So that's why it becomes such a disgusting cycle is like you're sitting there being like, I don't want the vape. I just want to not feel bad. this way. Yeah, totally. And that's when the addiction cycle. Yeah. And it becomes, bad. it's kind of sad because it goes from kind of like, it's just fun. It's adding to my vibe for the party to kind of like waking up in the night going, the only way I can feel normal is to just quickly have another vape. Yeah, like your neutral um, is having the yeah, continuous system. Exactly. And anything so you less. don't get any of the good stuff anymore. You just get the kind of craving if you don't have it. Mm. And I think that's really sad. Like there's kids who are doing it in the 14. Like they don't need that in their lives. Um, so that's why I'm so passionate. I've always cared about kids. And this one seems to have just like snuck under the radar while so no one was looking. So quickly as yeah, well, so quickly. So fast. Just for those listening that do vape, what would you classify as someone who has an addiction to vaping? Like what, at what point are we going from social vaping to, you know, throwing your room apart? Yeah. Look, it's there's different ways you can measure it and I'm not an, an expert in nicotine mm-hmm. dependence, but the clues for me that I reckon are worrying is when you start thinking about it when you don't want to think about it. Mm-hmm. You wake up in the morning and the first thing you think is where's my vape? Or if you get it like anxiety about wondering where I'm going to get my next one, those mm. to me are clues that that it's kind of coming to an addiction component. Mm. When you start feeling that kind of thing is when you've got to go, okay, this is not just a fun social thing anymore. This might be something you want to intervene in. Mm. Oscar, do you have that? <laughs> yes, that's tick, tick. Um, what, I'm, I'm interested as well just like in terms of uh, what vape actually does when you inhale it and, you know, because I think – if you're a smoker beforehand, you, you kind of hear this myth of, oh, it's better than smoking. Mm, but yeah. w- what actually is it doing to you? Yeah, there's a few things. And I'm like super conservative and only telling the absolute strongest facts mm-hmm. because I don't, because you don't want to undermine young people's trust by sort of being like a moral panic, like it's going to do this, 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 this. Mm. Um, but the ones that hit home for me where there's tons of evidence is acute nicotine toxicity, which they call mm. Nixic. Mm. I don't know if you've experienced that, Oscar, but that's essentially that? when you have too much nicotine at once uh, and it causes nausea and vomiting, uh, sometimes loss of consciousness in rare cases. Oh. And the stories are like we have one young person in the in the Uncloud campaign and she says she knew she had a problem when her vape started, her vomit started tasting like vape. <gasps> what? Oh yes. my so God. she had like strawberry flavoured vomit because she'd had so much vape and she was like being sick outside and like at home, coming home and being like, now I've had a mango vomit. Like oh that, that's really kind of a classic Nick sick kind of experience. Wow. The other one that's popping up quite a lot is burns. And so 
Because they can literally blow up in your face, right? So they've got a little lithium iron battery. And so when you're vaping them, they can blow up. Wow. Um, and then possibly even worse, if you keep them in your pocket, they can blow up in your pocket and like burn your groin. So if you Google like vape burns, it's not pretty. Like <laughs> One moment. Yeah, have a look. Google safe search yeah. might like block it on your phone because there's burns. a lot of bad you got some oh my disgusting God. pictures. Yeah, <laughs> it's like it's like a third degree burn, but it's kind of like I guess because the the hot liquid is exploded or so it's like it's very it's a large area. It looks like an oil burn, like a yeah. big oil burn. That's it's not hideous. Very nice. So wow. I mean, it's not every vape. Obviously, it's rare, but I'm like, I do not want that near my face personally. Sorry, Oscar. Mm. I- <laughs> no, no, it, it's interesting. I mean, I mean, in those examples, I think. Well, myself and my friends have never experienced that. So yeah. I'm kind of thinking, oh, well, it's kind, it seems like it's kind of okay in a way. You know what I mean? If, yeah. if that's the, but is it, you know, obviously I'm guessing it's not great for your lungs. Yeah, look, the jury is out on lungs. So as, uh, there are a lot of people, a lot of health authorities talking about lungs. I'm not yet. Like I'm like fully for the like you need like multiple trials in multiple countries before I'll tell a young person what what's happening with lungs. To me, the most worrying is the addiction because I'm a psychologist, right? Yeah. So that's really important. And I guess the issue with something like burns is you haven't had it yet. Yeah. <laughs> but there is going to be always a small chance that the next one might be the one, mm. um, which worries me a bit. And then the other thing is the actual fluid is poisonous. And so if you have kids at home or dogs at home, that fluid is poisonous. So there's been quite a few cases of kids being poisoned for drinking the fluid or dogs chewing them and then being poisoned, which is kind of heartbreaking because it's not their fault. That um, is heartbreaking, Oscar. How could you do yeah. that to Walter? How could you do that to Walter? <laughs> but so but if it's if it's poisonous to drink, surely it's poisonous to ingest in any way? Well, I think, I mean, obviously when you drink it, it's a different, it's in a different form and True. it's uh, probably like the whole thing. Yeah, um, right. So I, I wouldn't go as far as saying that it's exactly the same as breathing it in. But personally, I wouldn't choose to breathe it in because there was a study recently that found 243 different chemicals in vapes. Like some of them we know are really harmful in mm-hmm. high levels, like formaldehyde, you know, mm-hmm. that they use to preserve dead bodies. Yeah. That's quite common. Uh-huh. Um, and then I kind of even more worry about the ones where they don't even know, like they hardly recognise the chemical and we have no oh. idea what it does. There's like mystery chemicals in lots of them. Really? So there's all sorts of – because the flavour, like when you say, oh, it's really nice mango, it's mm. not actual mangoes, right? It's yeah. chemicals that mimic the flavour of mango. Yes. And once you think of it like that, you're like, oh, it's not as delicious as it seems really. Yeah. It's actually like mimicking the fla- mango flavour. A real flavour. Yeah. yeah. It's like a banana um, paddle pop, which I think is revolting. Yeah. Um, <laughs> kidding, that's not the same. That is fully chemically <laughs> tasting, yeah. Um, but you mentioned kids before and I think a huge yeah. thing that a lot of us, I mean like, Obviously, I have a lot of adult friends that vape and, like, I was joking before being like, and they should be ashamed. But, like, <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it, it, it is an addiction, they like I've been saying, yeah. and also they are grown-ups mm-hmm. and they can make their frontal lobes are developed and they can make their own decisions regarding that. Yeah. And, you know, lots of things are poison that I use, you know, alcohol is poison. But the thing that worries me is... Is the kids, yeah. which sounds very alarmist and very like, think of the <laughs> very children. Very on your brand. <laughs> very like, what the hell is me going, th- someone think of the children. But really, like. Someone's got it. Like I'm seeing, because I guess because growing up, if someone was to, 
like when even when I was in high school, 10 years ago, I graduated high school, and if someone was smoking cigarettes, they would only do it at a party on a weekend, yeah. if that. They were bum puffing. They couldn't yeah. really do it. It was kind of like a, a non-issue, a non yeah. I guess. They were kind of doing it in a performative way, I guess. Yeah. yeah. But it seems like, like I have um, cousins who are maybe they've just graduated high school, that kind yeah. of age. And it seems like it's much more prevalent and kids are bringing these things to schools yep. and they're doing it constantly. And there's all these TikToks that I, I literally I sound like TikTok fucking Peter Dutton or something. But, like, <laughs> but I'm like, the kids, I'm seeing it on TikTok kids. But like really in America and in, in the States, but like you see, it's really, yeah, I don't know. It's, I, it's really bad in kids. There's kids like even in primary schools, teachers are having <gasps> problems with it, like you know, vaping in the bathrooms. And they like, I don't know if you've seen the new ones that look exactly like a highlighter like so they're perfect to fit in your pencil case no they look exactly like a highlighter and kids can put them up in their sleeves like in their blazer and they can actually do it in class like a teacher can smell pineapple ice somewhere in the class but it's actually like up someone's jumper and they're just kind of quietly doing it in the classroom like it's really a big issue for kids and and I feel like I mean you don't want to wrap them in cotton wool, but it's mm. kind of hard growing up now. Like there's a lot of stuff going on. There's social media and there's all these different expectations mm. to throw in something like that that's so accessible and it's so, you know, there's no stopping point for it because you can get vapes with like 3,000 puffs. Like that's a lot of vaping that mm. you can do before you then have to find another one and then they're quite cheap. Like there's so there's not many natural stopping points for them mm. and I just feel like, you know, it's hard enough already being a teenager, let alone, you know, adding that to the mix. I have three teenagers myself. Oh. Like, oh, I just want you to kind of have as easy a time as possible with so many other external factors going on. So, And what are they saying about, obviously you've probably spoken yeah. to them. You're like, how do I talk about it? How have spoken about it? What did they say yeah. about it? We've got some real kids on the ground. What They're our correspondents. What are, what are they thinking about it? They may say something different when I'm not in the room. Yes. Um, look, I think it depends. Like one of the things I found recently was interesting that the Office of the Advocate for Children and Young People, they need a bit of a catchier name. Yeah. There's, there's a bit of a difference if you're like a sporty kid or not. And so for oh. them, they're like into soccer and rowing and stuff like that. And so for them, there's like a performance thing. So they're sort of like, and that was shown in this report as well, that if you focus on stuff like sport, it's it's more likely that you're not going to then vape because you want, like you understand a little bit more about how your body works and mm. you don't want to be breathing in something chemically. There's still sports soccer players who do it, mm. um, but mine are kind of like a, hmm, that's not as cool as it looks. Yeah. Um, and they do slightly mock like you did, the kind of like, hunching over and kind of like it's not yeah. the it's not the kind of most attractive kind of it's not look. that's the yeah. other thing like <laughs> it gives me the ick like it makes me like like again like I'm just like oh my god your silly mango crush like it's so ick I don't know people can get upset about this but I don't like I don't really care like it's so yeah. relative I'm like that's I don't want to have sex with you anymore because you're vaping like like don't do it around me I don't want to smell like oh it's gross when you kiss someone it's mango crush you're like yeah, yeah. it but, is it's, a, it's an unusual and it's it's like it's almost like mango but not quite there's like this kind of chemically aftertaste kind of thing to it yeah it's an ideal mm. but these 11 kids that uncloud Yep. They're, they're part of the campaign yeah. right yeah these 11 kids in the uncloud campaign what the ones that do vape what were their stories of starting vaping? Mm. Was it like, 
Was it like a a, a dare ad where someone's like, "Hey, try this," <laughs> or like what? Like how they're are these mostly kids? like Oscar. Like they're mostly oh. try it at a party. <laughs> Sound it feels kind of good. It tastes kind of cool. Yeah. I'm curious. It's the new thing, and so that's the that's the most common story. Mm. There are some who try it because they're sort of looking for something to help them to feel a bit calmer mm. or something like that, and then it kind of escalates from there. So. Mm. Those are the main, like curiosity, flavours and friends, like just mm. not wanting to be the one that's left out. So if it feels like everyone you know is vaping, then it's much harder to say no. So not, yeah, it's mm. like I think as well, like this is not to say that people my age didn't have any of these things. I think it's just the accessibility of it because in my um, high school, again, I said no because – Better than everyone. Um, but no, people we would can't do, all be as good no, as you, No, we Abby. can't all be. No, but also I was just scared. People would do nangs. Oh, yeah. That's what I was just oh, telling you guys about. It's oh, the aluminum, uh, it's the bulb. Cream bulb. Yeah, right, Nitrous right, right. Nitrous oxide. oxide, yeah. And people would put it into, can I say how they do I don't know who gives a fuck. People would like put it into a balloon and then they get like dizzy from it. Yeah. And I was like, you guys are embarrassing. <laughs> like I was like, this is fucking embarrassing. <laughs> I work. I'm going to work. Bye. Yeah. Um, but obviously, no one can do nangs at school. So like again, in the classroom. yeah, no yeah. one can smoke cigarettes in the classroom. So it's again yeah. this thing of like there is there's a there's a restriction. You can't be doing it all the yeah. time. Yeah. Whereas with vapes, it's almost like I know. I mean, I don't. It's not the same feeling as nangs. I don't think. Never done nangs. <laughs> um, <laughs> but it says a, there's a restriction there. Whereas yeah, with the no vaping, stopping point. That's yeah, the, yeah. Can there's I, no time where you're kind of hanging without it. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. bizarre. Can I ask you, were just talking about like the side effects of vaping that are 100% like yep. research-based and everything, but coming to the nicotine itself, mm. right? So it's an mm. addictive substance, but does it damage your body in any way or mentally as well? Like, does it do anything to you? Yeah, look, I think there's there's a big thing around dose. So I, I, I never want to be that kind of panic person who's like, yes, nicotine does this to your heart and, your, you know, your bloodstream and da-da-da-da-da because that, a lot of those studies are at you know, a really high dose. Mm. So, so And the same with cancer. Like there's not a clear link with nicotine and cancer yet, mm. but there is something else I'll tell you about about cancer. So I think for those things, nicotine is not, it, that's not the culprit of many of those things. But you mentioned about mental health, which obviously is really close to my heart being a psychologist, mm. and I think this is a really important one. There is a few studies now that have shown a link. Young people who vape may have also increased risk of depression, mm. but we can't say it for sure because it's a correlation. So mm. it might be the other way around. So it might be that people who struggle mm. with their mental health are more likely to start vaping. Mm. Could be that people who vape are the other way around and they might mm. become have more depression. Or there's a third factor, like it could be something else that's unrelated to those two. So that's why I'm like really cautious to not kind of be like the panic police and go, yeah. oh, you know, this is definitely going to cause mental health problems because we just don't know for sure. Mm. And then it comes back to the dose thing as well. Like a lot of the studies, for a start, you don't know what dose of nicotine you're having in the first place and mm. what other chemicals are there. And then you also don't, like there's a difference obviously between vaping 100 times a day, which we've some of our people in Uncloud were mm -hmm. um, versus, you know, once a month. Like you can't kind of conflate that. Mm. Um, but obviously I really care about mental health and I, you know, personally wouldn't want my kids doing anything there might be a link to mental mm. health, but then we can't say for sure at this point. In terms of the nicotine dosage, something, something that really confuses me is that nicotine vapes are 
illegal to – what's the regulation? I understand. Yeah, so it's illegal to sell vapes with nicotine in. Okay. However, most of the time when you test vapes that are sold in the shops as nicotine-free, they have nicotine in them. And it makes sense because why would you buy one? To be honest, otherwise it's just like just chemicals that do nothing for you. Mm. So people keep coming back and buying them because there's nicotine in them. But if you just put on the label nicotine-free, then it, then you kind of it's a loophole and you can sell them anyway. So that's just from the weird thing. I, I can't. I don't think I've ever seen ever a vape that says nicotine-free on it, and. It's just so available everywhere, the ones with, with nicotine. It, I'm, yeah. I'm so surprised that, you know, there are no regulations around it or there's no sort of, you know, education mm. campaign behind it. Yeah. Is there something that you've heard from that they're working on or that they're, they're sort of doing to try and There's lots the of campaigns coming out. So there's a few, the government's doing a few, Cancer Council's doing a few that are coming out, you know, soon or have just launched. Ours is different. Ours is kind of education, but with this kind of more edgy youth voice around Mm. it. So I think people are getting more aware, but it's really tricky. You can't go around testing every single vape in every single store. Yeah. Um, But it's interesting that you've you kind of just accept, Oscar, that they've got nicotine in them. It, like that's illegal at the moment. So it's completely illegal in Australia to sell nicotine, vapes and nicotine. Yes, without a prescription. So if you've got a prescription from a doctor because you're quitting smoking, that's not illegal. That's fine. But you need to get it from a pharmacy. Right. I guess the only reason why I can imagine someone would want one without nicotine would be to get off the ones with nicotine. To oh, yeah. The habit. Like a gradual. Yeah, yeah, like a weaning off, which is pretty concerning if someone might be going, okay, I want to get off the nicotine. I want to get off cigarettes, went on the nicotine vapes. Getting off the nicotine vapes going to go into non-nicotine. If they have sneaky nicotine in them, then you can't really get out of the, out of the cycle. Yeah, that's true. You're the first person I've ever talked to who's thought about that kind of gradual thing. Well, I sit in the corner of smokers areas going, what's going on here? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, why? What's <laughs> Judging everyone sitting on a literal high horse. I'm on my, on my pedestal going... <laughs> I love your high horse. It's fantastic. (laughs) And it's literally only because I get a tummy ache from tobacco, but that's a whole other thing. But but it's a good thing that you you care about this issue so much. Well, because my economics teacher in high school used to tell us if we ever got into smoking, he said that a huge thing for him, Mr Jarvis, my king, was just that he had nothing to play with in his finger. So he would always, because he'd always have a pencil, and he quit smoking for 30 years, but he'd always have a pencil and tell, and be like, girl, sorry about this, but, you know, it's just a habit that I have. So I think it's akin to... Yeah, and those habit things are really important. Like uh, the same for my, I have two family members with ADHD. They need to be doing something with their hands Mm. a lot. And then what I find interesting about vaping is that kind of hand-to-mouth motion. So it's kind of... So one of the things I mentioned to you, Lamb, earlier was that young people who vape have a, are more likely, like three times as likely to become a smoker later, even if they thought they'd oh. never become a smoker. Like, so they might have started going, smoking's disgusting, I'm just going to vape. Mm. But actually once, in my opinion, once you start doing the, you get addicted to nicotine and you start doing this hand-to-mouth motion, mm. it's a pretty easy hop to go to cigarettes. Yeah. Not everyone does that, of course, but it, it is a pathway to smoking there are also people who argue that there's a pathway back from smoking to mm-hmm. vaping, which is good. Like you, I'm not against people using it to quit smoking, but I think that kind of habit thing, like if, you, if you're someone that needs something in your hands and you start doing this a lot and you like the breathing in, like it's kind of already training that in a yeah. young person. Um, with the going from smoking to vaping, 
again, I have a lot of friends and a lot of people say, well, it's better than cigarettes. Okay, this is my theory. Tell me if I'm wrong, right or wrong. Oh, well. <laughs> it's my argument that I have with people. When I'm, um, for my pedestal, I have a little megaphone that I yell yeah, at them. Yeah. I'm in the smokers area. And I go, well, actually, no. So my theory is as follows. Okay. Maybe one puff for one puff vaping potentially could be, quote, unquote, better for you than cigarettes. But I think the way I'm going to say every single person that I know that went from smoking to vaping they vape more than they breathe normal oxygen and they use to smoke three cigarettes a day if if yeah. that. They have like a ciggy at lunch, a ciggy in the afternoon. Now they're going out every 10 minutes to have a vape. Yeah. Now, is that a correct assumption that it is actually, quote, unquote, it's, I guess it's worse for you in that usage? Yeah, look, that's good. I mean, I like the way your brain thinks because you come up with different questions to everybody else. Again, I'm not talking uh, the smokers area. I'm just going, how no, can I, I like beat it. these people Look, I think day. it's true. It comes back to like how often can you do it? Like mm. smokers are not going to be doing 3,000 puffs on a smoke. They can't afford it. Like mm. that's an issue. But, I mean, going back to the smoking versus vaping thing, like I have this thing around that that that's like asking someone in a multiple choice exam, like, is the answer A or B, like smoking or vaping? Mm. And actually the right answer is C, which is like none of the above. Mm. And for a lot of young people, they we're never going to smoke. Like, so it's not a thing of like, am I going to vape or smoke? The choice is actually, am I going to vape or not vape? Mm. And like people forget about that third option. So mm. I'm like the, if you're not sure on an exam, just choose C, none of mm. the above. So I, like, I try not to kind of compare smoking with vaping because most of our young people were never going to become smokers. And yeah. so it's not, it's, that's not the decision point for them. So yeah. that's why I go for the none of the above. None of the above. <laughs> but I do wonder, because have you noticed that as well, Oscar? <laughs> like, um, but that was said with so yeah, much Oscar. passion. Yeah. There are people that say they wake up and they roll over and suck on a vape and they people that I know that they would never in their life get up and roll a ciggy and start smoking it in their bed. Yeah. People vape in my home and I go, get out. Yeah. I go, well, yeah. only recently. I've heard about the third-hand smoking, which is a whole other thing we're going to talk about. <laughs> but, Oscar, like, do you think as a – in terms of, like, um, usage rates for you, mm. when you were yeah. smoking, how much were you smoking back in the day? Yeah, maybe back in the day whenever I was drinking so quite a lot. Um, <laughs> but, but, no, but uh, to your point, it, it is, it, I find that – I can have, I, I can, if I'm working from home, I will have the vape, but I'd have no idea how many vapes I've had. I don't know how much. And you, there's no way to tell apart from just on, oh, maybe uh, when your vape is finishing up, that you don't know mm. when, like it actually, it's time to finish it. Mm. And so, so you're true. like, oh, maybe I'll go and buy another one. So the way that the vape is actually created, it's just so geared towards, or, or doesn't have yep. any sort of measures to be able to go, this is how oh. many puffs you've had yeah. and it's actually now dead apart from when the battery completely runs out. But, yeah, so you, you, it's sort of encouraging to have it more and more. It's but, like so mm. it's like when you're, at a, when you're drinking and it's good to be out at the bar and you're like, at least I can see how many drinks I've had glass. Yeah, versus yeah. if you have a jug of beer and you go, I don't know what I've – or like you get a bottle yeah. of wine and you're like, I actually don't know how many drinks I've had because I've had a bottle at the table yeah. versus getting served one Yep. Wow, that's such and a good point. And also you don't know the alcohol content. Like so you, yeah. you don't know the nicotine content of what you're True. vaping either. So you've got no sense of what the content is and then you've got no sense of how much you've had. So it's pretty hard to regulate it. Yeah. Can, can I flip this to what's so good about it, Oscar? Yeah. We now know all the shitty things, but yeah. like what, what, why do you enjoy it and why is it nicer than cigarettes and 
Oh, I mean, it's. Uh, I find it nicer than cigarettes because cigarettes stink and they are really expensive and, yeah, your fingers are gross. So in terms of that experience, you can have a vape and no one can... Sometimes people just can't tell that you've even had one. But it's that thing of... Oh, I can recognise that it's just about the addiction from the nicotine and how it makes you feel, quote-unquote, better. But I know it's not. Have I, you I tried know, nicotine and, patches or gum? I've never tried... I've, I've no, I've tried the mints ages and ages and ages ago, mm. and th- that was kind of gross. But I've oh. also not not consciously thought I'm going to quit, except for mm. literally yesterday because I had a sore throat and I was like, "Fire out!" Has that got something to do with it? Well, I was going to say because Claire was going to come in, I was <laughs> yeah. scared. It was like just me, <laughs> just the threat of me throwing up. It's, it's like, oh, maybe I should campaign. quit. <laughs> <laughs> it got to me. The kids. It got to me. Yes, but, thank but, you. Yeah. It was all the campaign <laughs> you haven't even seen yet. <laughs> So, yeah, I, I mean, I did pre-buy, I, I pre-bought my next vape, wow, my birthday so next week, and I up. thought, is this the last one? That's very Ooh, cliche to think like okay. that. But, you know, it, it, it is just a point of there's there's nothing gained from it, you know? Yeah. There's really nothing gained from it. Do you want yeah. to stop vaping or are you kind of like, like, eh, not great but not the worst vibe? Yeah, no, now I do. Yeah. I really do want to stop vaping and because it, it's that thing of going, yeah, I feel stupid for having it because there's nothing gained from it. Mm. And and Abby yells at me every time. Sick of these interventions in the form of a podcast episode. Yeah, she's so what desperate. Place. She even brought me on just to talk yeah, to you. I'm going next. Vaping expert, come on. To purely, this is a one-person intervention. <laughs> Literally, and that's why he's on a screen today because he's fearful. Yeah, at least you've got some barrier. Um, I mean, I think your story is really common. And so we asked in our last research piece, which was 2,500 young people, do you want to quit? And we mm. did it in 2022 and then we did it again in 2023. And in 2022, it was four in 10 vapors wanted to quit in the next 12 months. Mm. And it's up to six in 10 this year. Oh. So there's kind of this movement to like, mm, I do actually feel quite addicted and actually I would like to quit. But the challenge now is it's not super easy to quit. So we need to kind of mm. provide supports for people when they just, when they make that decision, like when they're ready it's not necessarily easy for everyone, so we need to do more to support them. Well, how how do you quit? Do nicotine patches mm. work or is the dosage so high that it's like... So I'm not a cessation expert, but having said that... What the hell like, does that mean, Claire? <laughs> there are people who are experts at... Cessation. At cessa- like helping you to quit vaping and smoking. Okay. So, I mean, you should first of all talk to them, like Quitline, like that's their that's their day job. Okay, Oscar, I understand. Um, so, yeah, yes, Quitline. And if you don't like to use the phone, you can also do it online, which like I figure your age group might be more comfortable. Mm-hmm. But then, I mean, there's like practical stuff that's like tips and tricks that are helpful. So, for example, I'd suggest like don't go somewhere where you normally vape for a couple of weeks or around friends, or ask your friends not to vape in front so of you for a couple of weeks. No bed, yeah. no desk, no, <laughs> no bars, no yeah, that's going to be a challenge. No streets, you might just no need car. to like lock yourself in a box. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but there's this really cool analogy that our expert um, uses, which I think is quite funny. It's like if you think of your va- your nicotine dependence as a stray cat. And if a stray cat comes to the back of your door and you keep feeding it, like what's it going to do? It's going to keep coming back. Mm. But if you can stop feeding the thing, then it will eventually go away. And mm-hmm. so he sort of says, you know, if if you're feeling a craving, imagine it like a stray cat and just like resist feeding the cat. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and so he kind of says that as a kind of helpful kind of way to kind of think about it. And there is a time when the cat will go away. And so that's kind of helpful. It's a hard analogy um, for me because yeah. I would just get the cat yeah, you would and adopt take it. care yeah. of the cat. Yeah, so. <laughs> that's true. To me, I'm going, need a different why would I not say, yeah. why would I say no to a cat? I'm going, oh. well, maybe it's got another home that loves it too. So, like, you're not, like, leaving it out in the oh, cold. Like Oscar's home. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Um, and the other thing that's important is that a lot of people take lots of goes. So, like, if you try once, Oscar, and it doesn't work, that's mm. not a failure. Like, it's kind of like riding a bike. Like, mm. a lot of people need to quit once and they manage for 24 hours and then they go back and then the next time they manage for 48 hours. And, like, if your friends can support you through that and don't go like, oh, well, I can't I can't quit now because I tried and it didn't work, mm. just say, well, next time I'm going to try for longer. Um, that's like a helpful thing, I think, for people to know. As a psychologist, does shaming work? I'm, I'm not seriously because it does. It does sometimes you, in man. some contexts, yeah. but does it actually work? Look, I think. I mean, it's a tricky question. It's not. It's not my first protocol. Yeah, um, neither. I, think I would never does. do that. <laughs> yeah, never. No, never. I understand. Like, people can, that do that are really um, messed, shaming. I think it's shame. not great for your long-term <laughs> friendships. Um, although, but maybe. <laughs> Maybe you have really, you know, cool friends and um, <laughs> and they'll like, they'll understand it's coming from a place of love. Mm. Um, usually, like I think a non-judgy, supportive friend is better. But I mean, I think a sense of humour is also great. So mm. like I, I actually don't, sus- I suspect you're not truly shaming people. You're just, you know, no, you I'm love not. them and you're doing it with humour and that kind of can work. Like, so some kind of dark dark humour, irony, that kind of thing is actually quite, can cut through really well. And we use that a bit in Uncloud. Like it's, oh. it's not like, it's not just like a, you should not do this. Like if you can just twist it around to being a little bit ironic and dark, it's quite funny. Like we have one of these, po- we have posters and all sorts of things. One of the posters says, you know, vapes are too toxic for landfill, but for your mouth, they're fine apparently. Oh. <laughs> you know, that kind of like irony sort of thing. That can actually cut home and get people's attention. So, Oh, isn't um, that interesting, yeah. Oscar? <laughs> and I support you as my friend wholeheartedly and this is only coming from a place of care. Yeah, okay. totally, <laughs> so totally. Um, so is there any research on nicotine patches though? Like do they help? Yeah, look, I, I think that they can, but, it, I mean, everyone's really different as mm. well and people having different doses, different things work for different people. So I think, I mean, the best thing to do is go and talk to a professional, like a doctor or mm. quit line, and then they can walk you through the best things to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and for some people, cold turkey is the best thing and it's quite quick. Mm-hmm. Other people, it's a much longer process and takes more time. And, and we don't judge either, really. Because there are physical symptoms of withdrawal, right? Yeah. What are they? I've seen people on TikTok be like day three of no of no vaping and they're like vomiting, they've got like cold sweats. It's like they're coming off a much harder drug. Yeah, and it's very different. Like some people don't get that and other people do. Right. Um, I think there's like restlessness, anxiety, feeling mm. like feeling uncomfortable in your body, thinking about it a lot. Those are like kind of more common than than the kind of vomiting, et cetera. So a bit different and it depends what how much people were vaping in the first place so mm. how addicted they were what will gps give you if you go to a gp like this is going to be sound really silly okay but i'm just gonna i'm because we can edit it out if it's not okay <laughs> will they give you like i was thinking about like here's nicotine here's this and here's like a plan can they also give you like valium and be like calm the fuck down for a week well, I mean, because if there's a link with anxiety, like if you're struggling yeah. with anxiety, that could be helpful. That, that would be a GP question, really, for an individual person. But it's like a like a customised yeah. plan. Yeah. 
in the past, there's like um, a medication. I think it's called Champix, or but that's for, for smokers. I presume it's going to be the same thing, and yeah. that really helps. It just basically puts in your mind that you do, you'll feel sick oh, of yeah. nicotine. It's like yeah, and, and it's quite effective. But, yeah, uh, and so again, that's I'm, another reason. Like it's good to go and see a doctor because most doctors are not judgy. I mean, they they see us, you know, people not exercising, yeah. people doing all sorts of things they shouldn't be doing. So it's like a normal thing for you to go to the doctor. And then they have all these kind of tools. Like they can, mm. maybe it's anxiety is the problem. Maybe it's, mm. maybe you need the, that medication or maybe you need patches. So they can kind of tailor it to what you need. I just think it's interesting that I haven't really heard when my friends say they want to quit vape. Oh, they're not my friends. Oh, only Oscar really vapes. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but like, all the others are too scared to tell you. But I think people are <laughs> under like, I think because there hasn't been enough time for, like you said, proper research yet and proper um, case studies, it's harder to like come to your friends who vape and even though obviously I start off going, ugh, yuck, embarrassing, and then we have a serious conversation about it, mm-hmm. it's harder to find reasons why, whereas smoking... Yeah, there's all these case, there's all these case studies and there's all these all this research done. Yeah, so I think there's there must be less less of a desire to quit by people that vape, right? Yeah, I mean I think the stats aren't as convincing yet, but so I mean smoking, yes, like eight million people a year die from smoking related illness. Mm. Two thirds of people who smoke will die from smoking related illness. Mm. We don't know that yet for vaping at all. Because it took like 20 years, 30 years to work that out for smoking. And we just haven't had the time. Like this is a kind of five to 10 year phenomenon. That's why I focus on those short term things, because to me, those short term things are enough. Mm. I don't want to do it and I don't want my kids to do it. But I think in time, like I hope that's, you know, in time they'll be like, oh, okay, it's not as bad as we thought. That would be great, but I mm. prefer not to be the experiment. And yeah. yeah, I'd prefer to wait and see and, you know, wait for that time to pass before we can really look at that stuff. Because you hear about things like popcorn lung. lung. Mm. You heard about this? Yeah, I mean, that that was, there was a whole series of those that happened in the US and were really ser- serious lung injuries. Mm. But those particular ones were, had the vapes had particular chemicals in them. So oh. vitamin E acetate and a few other things like THC. And so they were more likely to happen with those other chemicals. And like vitamin E is a really interesting thing because we it's like not bad for you to eat, yeah. but it's not great for you to breathe in. Right. So there's kind of like depending on what the chemical is. So there are rare things like that, but they're rare and awful, awful for those individual kids mm. and their families, but they're less common than stuff like Nixic, which can happen to anyone. Right. Um, yeah, I wanted to ask about the secondhand vaping. Oh, yes, and mm. third-hand vaping. I don't know what third-hand vaping <laughs> I don't know what third-hand is well, either. Apparently the vape, the vapor will remain on furniture <gasps> and oh. then if all like little land on things. <laughs> the vapor. The <laughs> And then it will release again and then third-hand oh, smoking. Like and puffing I'm, out of the cushion. Yes, like that. I have not heard of that. I'm loving house. chatting to you because you come to come to me with these things. I like, hate, I, hate you know, them. I have been talking about this like internally with our team and with young people for like a year and you're coming up with new stuff. She consulted me. <laughs> Who hates vaping the most in the country? Abby, get her, yeah. get her in for the writer's room. I like it. Yeah, so secondhand vape. So, look, we don't know. So we know categorically it's really bad to secondhand smoke. And when you test the vape cloud, which is actually not a cloud, it's actually like aerosol, you can find the same chemicals in it and they call it particulates. And so Mm -hmm. there's like little bits of the chemicals floating around. So 
personally, I wouldn't breathe it. I don't want to breathe it. I hold my breath when I go past it because I'm like, oh, I don't really want that in my lungs. Mm. But there's no harm, like there's no evidence of harm yet because mm. it's too, when we're still looking at that for vapours, let alone people walking past. And I have not heard of the third hand, so it's, I might be Googling that. So I could, let me look it up. <laughs> I can imagine it would settle on your couch if you sit there and do it all the time. Yeah. Um, Mayo Clinic. Oh, there do we you trust go. them? Obviously. Yes, we, we like Mayo Clinic. We love the Mayo Clinic. <laughs> what is third hand, oh, hand smoke? Sorry, a point for vaping. No, Sorry, know. guys, one sec. Okay. Different. While you're searching, I, I want to ask about like you as a therapist as well. If I have somebody kind of being in the middle ground saying, like, okay, fine, you're saying it's dangerous, but maybe I can do it occasionally. And I, I'll be on the watch out for the addiction and I'll make sure that I have my precautions. I'm in my 30s. I have complete, you know, my frontal lobe is complete. I can predict, <laughs> you know, my own patterns of behavior and I can know what's going to happen and when it's dangerous. What do you say, is nicotine kind of that sneaky and that dependent that even when you have that approach, is, yeah. is that an approach to have? Is it possible to like have a healthy balance of vaping? I Look, I haven't met many people who don't end up kind of wishing they hadn't started. So I, mm. I like an Oscar story, but I'm also not one to kind of go like, you know, take everything away from everybody kind of person. So yeah. I think, you know, I, I think it's good to have less than more. Like that's a that's definitely something. Um, the addiction will be less and may potentially the side effects will be less. Mm. But I think it's hard. It's sneaky. It's like, so the, one of our young people said like they didn't know how deep the claws would get, like um. how deep it went until, and I think you don't know that until you've tried it. So like, I, I mean, I don't want to sound like a, a boring old lady who's like, you know, if you even try anything. <laughs> but I think you won't know until you try it and then like, it's kind of better to have not started because then if you have yeah. a problem, it's hard to get out of it. Um, yeah. It was like a bone of mine. He, he, I remember he told me that he got his vape first thing in the morning and he would, you know, suck on it. And I was thinking, oh, that is so gross. Fast forward two months, I'm doing the same thing. Mm. Yeah. yeah, interesting. Disgusting. Is yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that shame? Sorry, I just found, I just no, found, I I just found the, the third hand smoking. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, now, it is it. from oh, yeah. myhealth.alberta.canada. So okay. I trust the Canadians. Yeah, we like yeah. Canadians. It just says... After the air clears from smoking, it's very dramatic from the Canadians. After the air clears from smoking or vaping, the toxic chemicals that settle on surfaces become a residue called third-hand smoke or third-hand aerosol. As Claire said, it's aerosol. Nicotine and other toxic chemicals have been found on surfaces like windows, walls and floors in homes and being exposed to third-hand smoke may cause DNA damage and increase your risk of health problems including asthma and cancer. Wow. That's cigarettes. Or is that vaping? Vaping. That was vaping. Yes. The whole thing was vaping. Vaping exposure, yeah. I think yep. it might be a bit of a stretch to be at the kind of like damaging your DNA. The DNA feels a bit dramatic, I'm not going to lie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It did feel like I was ringing out and went, oh. Yeah. <laughs> but I think also, if I was choosing a partner, I'd probably choose one who doesn't vape in my bed. <laughs> yeah. That's true. You know, I guess everything is too, it's too hard to say with a definitive answer yeah. what the outcomes are because it's been too short of exactly a time, yeah. which I think is very funny. Like I've seen tweets that are like, you know, when, when smoking happened, everyone realised smoking was bad for you. Everyone said never again will we put yeah. things into our bodies that we have no idea what it is <laughs> and we have no long-term research on and now everyone's fucking vaping as a, as a 
to fix the smoking. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Mm. And, it, and it, I mean, it did start with that kind of intention around mm. a smoking cessation aid, but then just quickly it kind of took on this whole new life and a whole new identity. And that's tricky because it's like the two tracks for vaping. And it's like there is that track forward and there's also that track back. So, yeah. Mm. Anyone have got any more questions about um, how awful Oscar is for vaping? <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm going to ask about the environmental aspect because oh, I read yes. a little bit about your research and yeah. like what is that about? That's something you can um, identify with research backing, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. This is my mum's so. major issue with it. She goes, the bloody turtle's Ooh. getting killed. Because of the bloody <laughs> yes. Well, we, I mean, there's no one who doesn't love a turtle. Exactly. Um, so, yeah, that. I read this paper about um, only last week from Clean Up Australia and they call it an environmental triple threat. <gasps> so that sounds dramatic, but it's actually true because they're simultaneously, and I can't think of anything else that's like this, they're simultaneously e-waste, like, you know, electronic mm. waste because of the battery. Oh, yes. But then they're also toxic or hazardous waste because of the liquid nicotine in them and their plastic waste at the same time. So they're like a triple threat and you can't, it's really hard to recycle them and it's really hard to throw them out because... They are in, like, if you put it in the landfill, they could start a fire or the chemicals can seep out into the soil. Mm. Um, so I learned about this new phenomenon. I don't know, Oscar, if you have one of these, but the vape drawer. So a lot of kind of environmentally conscious young people, they kind of know they shouldn't throw them in the bin, but then they don't know what to do with them. Mm. So they just keep them in a drawer and it keeps, like, growing with, like, all these dead vapes in their drawer because oh. they're kind of not sure what to do with them now. Oh, my God. Um, so, yeah, yeah, so I think, and, and there's millions of them coming into the country. So it's like millions of these little triple threats coming in. I'll just look cool. at the bottom of my vape now and it says, yeah, like there's a, a like an icon of a bin and it's just got a cross through it. So it's like. Okay, Don't cool. even throw what it. What do you do with it? Vape? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there are vape disposal services, which you can Google, but oh. they're not super easy yet. There's not that many of them, but like that's the correct thing. Like make sure you don't try and dismantle it or something and because uh, there's, oh, God, no, there's yeah, yeah. toxic stuff in it. Um, but, yeah, it's actually quite tricky to know what to do with them because you can't just put them in the bin. So oh my that's God. another factor for me. Um, like even if you don't care about your own body, maybe you care about turtles. Yeah, all the climate <laughs> action now, girlies vaping at the protest. Mm. <laughs> I mean, I mean we're all, we now. all do hypocritical things all the time. Absolutely. I'm but... just joking. But also. <laughs> still, maybe they haven't thought well, about it. Not. But also, I know. But I know. But just, that's all I'm saying is. Yeah. See, I'm very shame-based. I'm very much, wow. <laughs> but we are all hypocritical about, about the yeah. climate. Um. But it's in a triple threat. It's like a huge yeah. Jackman of um, waste. Yeah. <laughs> That's crazy. I love, I love that. I love yeah. um, well, that was. Is there anything? Is there anything I haven't covered? I feel like there were. I guess is vaping without nicotine okay? Oh yes. Oh, good question. Look, there's no hardly any research on that. Like right. my thought is, out of that 243 chemicals, one of them is nicotine, and then there's another couple hundred of something else. Yeah. So. I suspect maybe the nicotine, the addiction component might be less tricky, but to be honest, all those other things worry me just almost just as much. So, mm. well, in conclusion, honestly, though, I understand that it's very hard to quit vaping, and I understand it's very easy to start. That's the issue, isn't it? Yep. That it's very yep. easy to start. And if you want to quit, listen back to the episode. Yep, perfect. feel joyous. And also shame. Feel proud. <laughs> I'm kidding. But feel like, motivated. Listen, feel uh, motivated and go, to, and go to your GP, right, because they can yeah. help you out. Perfect. Yeah. Um, GP or Quitline um, mm -hmm. are the two experts. So go to them. And if you haven't started yet, you know, rethink about, like, try and say no if you can because that's the easiest option. 
Absolutely. And maybe therapy as well for the addiction to component, yeah. yes. right? Because yeah. it is very difficult, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Everyone should have therapy at some point for something. So I totally agree with that. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> well, Claire, thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, really appreciate you. your time and Pleasure. your knowledge. I appreciate you. I love <laughs> you. All those new things, I'm going to have to write them down so I know them for next yeah, time. Yeah, listen back and yeah. send around to the kids. <laughs> and be like, oh, thank She's you on so it. Much. Oh, Oscar, are you quitting then? Uh, I'm going to say yes. Oh, go Oscar. You can just do a little bit more every time. Don't worry. It's okay to relapse. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Love yeah. you. That's perfect. Love She's you. already Ilios. doing it. <laughs> <laughs> A listener production.